Hey, this is the Digging Deeper podcast with the City of Lamarck Summer Interns. Today, we have Detective Aaron Dondo from the Lamarck Police Department, interviewed by Leslie Zunika and Amari Captain. We hope you enjoy. Okay, so our first question is, what is your role in uh, the Lamarck City Government? So I am a detective slash police officer, same thing, but now I am over investigating cases. Oh, and what's the difference? Like you have, I know you had a lot of workload. Yes. So patrol, they usually go out on the streets in a, you know, marked police car. They answer calls. I don't do that anymore. I just get the cases that patrol takes and they get assigned to me for investigation. Okay. And how long have you worked for the city of Lamarck? For about seven years. So, like, last count. Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> the years just keep going. It's probably more eight. Yeah. So, on, like, on a typical day, what do you usually do? So, normally, I start with answering any calls back, callbacks, checking voicemails, uh, reviewing any new cases that are assigned to me. So, I have my normal cases that I have been working on, and then on a daily basis, we get new cases. So, I have to make sure... There's a if there's a new case to start working on that too. Okay, and um, so what do you think of the internship the city of Lamarck has implemented? I think it's really good. At, this is our first time doing that, so once we start doing it more often and get people more interested in it, I think we'll we'll do really good at it. And it's a different, is a different environment bringing in outsiders into like the police department because we do have like a a lingo that most people don't understand and some words is like okay what kind of, what is it, what is she talking about so it's interesting explaining that to to younger people and just seeing how um driven y'all are you know uh to learn about us and the city and everyone in the city departments so why did you choose to be a detective so i've always wanted so my goal was either join the military parents said no and then I was like okay well I'll just go to the police academy and I'll do that now I didn't know what all goes into that okay because you have like I was in a bubble I was raised in a bubble I really was had no idea of crime or anything like that until I started getting into law enforcement and then I started working in some areas that um, experience a lot of crime so um my goal was, you know, I don't know about an actual goal, but I did want to make a difference in helping people with whatever that, that may be. So detective, that was my interest because I like, I wouldn't say be nosy, but I like finding out what, what happened, you know, how did that happen, why did it happen, and interviewing people too, especially people who are guilty of doing something bad to others. So when you say interviewing people, I'm yes. kind of curious about that. Like, um, is there like a tactic or a strategy that y'all use? Yes. So there is, and there is training we go to. But um, first, you you know, your goal is to gather information. You know, we don't go in and say, oh, this person's guilty. Because if that was the case, then you think, you know, a lot of people are guilty, but that's not how it works. You want to go in there with the open mind and find out what exactly happened. Because if somebody that you're interviewing is suspected of doing something and they shut down, well, you don't know what happened. So that's the gathering information. So you want to build a rapport with them, you know, try to get to know them a little bit. 
And I know that sounds kind of cheesy and stuff, especially for an interview, but you want to know their background. You know, what happened that led to whatever that, you know, incident is. So it's very interesting. Well, um, so I know you work in the police department. So how does that affect your mental health? Like, does it take a toll on you? Yes, it's very stressful. I would be lying if I say that it's not. But I do have other things. You have to have like a hobby or something to keep your mind off those stressful situations. Like I like to play, um, you know, there's like uh, white noise music in the background while I'm interviewing or if I'm watching something, an interview, and I watch a lot of interviews, you know, of uh, people that have been victims of crimes. So I, I kind of have to drown out the back, the you know, the back noise and focus on what's really going on. And then also have an outside life. Because if you let this job take over, you'd be there like 24-7 on weekends too, and you'd have like no life. So I have a baby, and now it's all about her. So I like rush to get off of work if I don't have to, you know, stay any longer. I'll go, I'll go home with her. <laughs> do you love what you do? I do. Not a lot of people, uh, how would I say, take this role. I can tell you before me, it was another detective, Detective Walton. He's still there. He's investigating major crimes. So like shootings and robberies and all that. He used to do this before. And that's stressful. Um, but I do like I can't see myself investigating frauds like that's too too much, you know, math and uh, very strategic other stuff. I'm not saying what I do doesn't have that, but it, it, I just prefer this types of investigations. It's interesting because you meet all these, you know, different kinds of people in our in our county yeah, that live in Lamarck, outside of Lamarck, too. But also I like working with other agencies and, like, uh, other people who also help people. So, like, the um, where they interview children. It's called Children Advocacy Center in Galveston. I think I told you about that before. And that's where all the kids go and they're interviewed. And, you know, they can be interviewed as victims or witnesses or um, something did happen to them. It's inter interesting to watch what happens and... Um, hopefully help them in the end find out, you know, who did what. And if something did happen, make sure that that person is charged with doing something to them if that's what happened. And, okay, so you told us that you it does take a toll on you. Mm -hmm. Do you try to prepare yourself mentally? Like, try not to – is there something you tell yourself? I just um, – before I'm, like, doing interviews, I do prepare myself, especially because I speak a second language, Spanish. I also try to remember, you know, different words in Spanish that are not used in English and um, things that sound different and they're different. So I prepare myself for that. But mentally, I don't think there's anything I could really prepare myself like mentally. Just when I'm home, I'm at home and hopefully nothing happens at work that they don't need us to come in. So I just try to separate that. You have to separate uh, your home and your work because if not, then it'll take over everything. That's the, the main thing. So have you ever had, like, a big case that impacted you so much that maybe you had to, like, take time off? Um, I've never taken time off, but there has been some cases that, you know, that have brought me to tears, and I've never cried at work. 
you know, especially because you work with men. So you do not want to show that you cry, right? Because they're going to say, oh, you're a female and you're crying. So, but um, things that happen to kids, you know, kids, they don't speak up for themselves. So like I tell people, we're their voices. And if something did happen, I want to make sure to be there for them. But we've had several cases that, you know, a kid has been injured severely um, and um, there's there's really nothing you can do but get justice by charging them, but you wish that there was more you could do for them. And it can be sad sometimes. I was kind of put in that, I think, because we had, you know, we alternate. There was a female officer that did those investigations and then the male officer, and then they figured, well, let's see how, you know, she does in that um, area because we have so many detectives and each one is assigned to, uh, you know, a certain division. So I think I uh, just wanted to show that compassion that we do care. And sometimes females are better at that. I'm not saying males are not, but, you know, you, you get some people that have been victims of crimes and they will not speak to the male officers. They want to speak to, you know, females. So that, that as well. And... Okay, so um, in your line of work, you have to communicate very well with within one another, right? Yes. So how uh, I know y'all have codes, and um, mm -hmm. so does everyone have to know it, or is there like a certain amount of people? Because you have your receptionist, you have your police officers, your um, like codes on the street. Yeah. Okay, so your dispatchers and basically everyone else, dispatchers and police officers. Even like us, then we'll talk about talk codes over the radio on patrol. And, you know, I may need to refresh because it's been a while since I've been <laughs> on there. But there are some codes. Yeah. Also, detectives don't use codes that often. Then No, unless we're on the radio. I mean, now we're working on patrol, so we have to use the same codes. Everybody uses the same thing. Or you just make sure that, you know, if you don't use a code that you use the short term for it. So either way, they, they accept it. Oh, okay. Well, that's something new I just learned because yes. I thought, you know, everyone used codes. and <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and since we're not on patrol, we're not always on the radio. You'll hear us when we go do follow-ups and go talk to people and go uh, try to interview people out on the field. Um, so we have to, you know, we have to talk codes then. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you thank for your time. That concludes this episode of Digging Deeper. Thank you for tuning in as we explore mental health. See you next time.